everybody, and welcome to Horizon 607. This is the podcast where we talk all things horror and bring you the week's biggest horror movie news. It's the week before Christmas. It's almost here. And we've got a fun little show for you this week. We've got a lot of cool stuff that we're going to be doing this week for the last second to last show of, uh, of 2021. And we're going to get started with that. But before we do that, I must first introduce the gentleman sitting just to my right. All the boys and girls of the world will be given the gift of him for Christmas this year. He's rich. That's right. I am here. I am ready to rare and to go. Got a busy schedule coming up. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be here for our last in-studio uh, recording of 2021. We were busy this past weekend. The next two episodes you guys hear are the reviews to kick off what we're calling Stabathon on our road to Scream 2022. So next week will be Scream 1. And then uh, Scream 1996, I should say. And then Scream 2 the following week. And then we'll be back live for Scream 3 yeah. and the news. So, the next time uh, I see you, the professor will be here. Maybe. Maybe. Probably not. He went out for a pack of cigarettes. He still hasn't returned. <laughs> um, but I will say this. I'm actually super excited about it because you guys have a couple weeks. And we'll be back with the news and shows. But you guys will not miss us at all on our Christmas break. In the past, we have just taken a Christmas break for a couple weeks. And now, this year, we've done a lot of extra work to bring you guys Something to hold you over, to tide your seasons. So hopefully you guys tune in and uh, chat with us about the Scream movies, which start next week. But before then, we have one more week of celebrating the holiday season here at Horizon 607, as only we can. And that, of course, uh, we're going to be reviewing what today, Mike? We're going to be reviewing the 1951 film Scrooge, which is basically a Christmas carol. Um, this one, I, I'm excited to do this. This is a movie I watch every holiday season and one of my all time favorite movies. There's a spoiler, you know, you could probably guess I'm going to be giving this one a pretty good score. I love this movie. I'm very excited and it's a terrifying movie, really. The, the way it looks, the, the atmosphere of it, everything about this, it's a scary movie. Well, you are terrifying in your own Spooky Mike C. Hence the name Spooky Mike C. That's correct. With that being said, though, uh, let's get this, this party on the road. This is the last news segment of 2021. And, of course, it's the holiday season. So, you know, we have to celebrate that as well. be honest i like this better when it's we're not gonna take it <laughs> wait it does sound an awful like that an awful lot like that doesn't it it, it, it is actually that and this yes. is of course twisted sister of course it is come all oh come all ye faithful twisted sister style they basically just took the riff from <laughs> we're not gonna take it but that's okay. I, I enjoy the song. I wonder if they were thinking of this song when they wrote "We're Not Gonna Take It." They were thinking about in the future that we were going to use this song right now. That's Forty years they, ago, yeah. they they were. That's correct. That's right. They knew it. the Horror Zone Six Hundred Seven would someday use this. They knew we were going to exist and we would eventually use their song for our final holiday show. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's kick off the news this week. So we're going to start off with some somber news. We'll get this out of the way first, just you know, because it is sad news, and there's other things that we're going to talk about that are going to be happier. Uh, Anne Rice, who wrote the Vampire Chronicles, Mayfair Witches, screenplays for the Vampire Diaries, uh, it's just, it just seems like she did all kinds of stuff. Uh, she passed away at the age of eighty from a stroke. 
Yeah, definitely. It's a really, really shitty time. I was a big fan of Interview with the Vampire, the movie. I never read her books. I'm going to be honest. But uh, I understood what she meant to a lot of people. Uh, and she, those books were adapted into some pretty good movies. I got to be honest. Queen of the Damned, she did. Yeah, she, yes, she wrote the screenplay, screenplay for it. Yeah. Um, well, there was some little uh, tension there as well for Queen of the Damned. Because mm. they kind of changed some things up and she wasn't very happy about it and told people not to watch it. Uh, but that's a whole other story for another day. Uh, but yeah, you know, sad. It's, it's always sad when an icon uh, dies. And I would say she's an icon. She's definitely a high con, icon of horror writing. Uh, one of the great biggest sellers of all time in horror, in horror books and novels. So uh, she'll definitely be missed. And condolences to her fans, friends, and family. And including us here at Horror Zone 607. Absolutely. Well, happier news uh, here. This just came out earlier today. Josh Stolberg, who was the writer of Spiral from the Book of Saw, tweeted out that he's polishing up the next Saw script. So this is more or less confirmation that we are. And this is like a no big shock here, but we are getting another Saw movie. Well, we knew that. I knew that was going to happen right away. Right away. Yes. Uh, I'm kind of curious to whether we are... Uh, when we first were hearing about all of this way back, way back when, they were talking about making it more anthology style. So I don't know if this is going to be a direct sequel to that book of Saw or if it's going to be another chapter in another situation. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up here because he also tweeted, and this is a quote directly from Josh Stolberg, quote, what I can promise you is this is going to make John Kramer fans very happy, end quote. Mm. Okay. So I'm going to say the Jigsaw is going to be back in the next one. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Why not? Why not? Can't be worse than other things. Yeah. You know, I, I wasn't a big fan of Spiral. We haven't reviewed it yet, so I'll kind of save some of my opinions for it. But that was my least favorite in the entire series. I did not care for it whatsoever. Um, and it wasn't because John Kramer wasn't in it. I just didn't care for the movie. I thought it was very poorly written, poorly directed, poorly poorly made. Um, so I, I, looking back on it, Jigsaw was probably unnecessary to be made, but I, I like that more than Saw the Final Chapter, a.k.a. Saw 7, uh, and I liked it better than Spiral from the Book of Saw. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a problem if they kind of went that direction because Jigsaw was involved in that. It was just kind of its own story at the same time. Like it, it fell in the same universe and along the same lines of it and everything, but it was still its own story. So I'd be okay if they went that route. Sure. I mean, I'm game for whatever they want to do. Me too. Uh, this is also good news here. A Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes, the A Nightmare on Elm Street, the 1984 classic, has been included in the National Film Registry at the Library of Congress. That means it has been deemed culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. Oh, it should. I mean, Freddy Krueger's one of the biggest pop icons of all time. Now, this is just one of a handful of movies that are on this list ever. This is joining Dracula, Bride of Frankenstein, Alien, Psycho, Rosemary's Baby, The Shining, and The Exorcist is the only horror movies to be named on the registry. That's joining some pretty big names. That's that's some good company right there. That is some pretty good company. So congratulations, kudos to the Craven family. Uh, I'm sure if Wes Craven was still with us, he would be very happy about this. I'm song. sure he would too. I'm a little surprised that Halloween hasn't made that yet, considering what yeah. that's done for the the movie industry, the horror movie industry. But I, you know, Freddy's probably the bigger icon of the. You two. never know. John Carpenter might have shot him down. Yeah. Carpenter's a weird feller like that. That's true. So that's you never true. know. I'm surprised the thing's not on there. 
Yeah, I am too. Because really, when you think about that, for a movie they did so poorly at the box office when it came out, that is one of the greatest horror movies ever made. Agreed. I kind of liken that. Just a little side note before we finish up the news, because there's only one more story that we got here this week. Um, a side note to that, it's not a horror movie at all, but it was a Stephen King novella, uh, Shawshank Redemption, one of the greatest movies ever made bombed at the oh, box yeah, office yeah. was in and out of the box office in like think like two or three weeks did very very poorly at the box office one of the greatest movies ever made well it was also the thing the, is very similar in it, that was, manner. it was also a year of blockbuster movies too because that was the same year for Gump came out 94 yeah yeah 94 is one of the greatest movie years of all time if not the greatest movie year of all time yeah, just throwing that right out there. there uh but i will say this at least shawshank got its due right away because it was nominated for an oscar in the upcoming academy awards that year it did lose it took second place to forrest gump Forrest Gump, oh, what a but great Forrest Gump That's was, my all-time favorite uh, movie. Forrest Gump cleaned house that year. Yeah, but if, uh, without a cleaning house, I do believe Shawshank did win two awards, though. Uh, but but Gump won out with all the major awards. Yeah. It was one of the movies best that actor, won Best, best actor, Supporting best, Actress. Best Screenplay, all that happy jazz. Yeah. And it deserved it. it was By the way, only movie. one horror movie's ever done that ever. Do you know which one it was? That won out? That won, every, that won all the major awards. I would have to. Only one. Silence of the Lambs is the only thing that comes to Absolutely. mind. Absolutely. That's the one. Yeah. They won all the main, the so best director, best picture, best actor, best screenwriting, all of it went to Silence of the Lambs. And again, and best actress movie. because uh yeah. Everything. Everything. It was great. Hello, Clarice. <laughs> By the way, the you know, uh, Get Out was almost in that. It was nominated for everything. It just didn't get a couple of them. Yeah. But it was nominated. Everybody was talking how that could be the next horror movie to do it. But it did not get all of them. Right. But now they're weird about it. I don't think we're ever going to see it again on any movie. Because honestly, the Academy Awards, I think now, is more about trying to split everything up and be equal about everything. Yeah. So more movies get a, a say. So I don't think that they're going to ever have that again. I kind of think, and I don't know if they're going to be, if they're going to be pulling the same kind of thing with it, but the Golden Globes yeah. maybe become the bigger of the Maybe. two but they also honor like television series and stuff I also, too i also so. like the sag awards because then you just get that gets voted on by your peers yeah so that the hollywood people voting on hollywood stuff right i've always found it weird how they do the process for everything else right right all right well wrapping up the news this week for fans of dead by daylight the video game i am not one of those fans i'm not a fan of this game whatsoever but i know a lot of people are Ringu has been announced will be coming to the game in March of 2022. I feel all right with the game. I mean, I I don't I I would prefer if it was like Friday the 13th where I got to see being the killer because when you're a killer in yeah, that you game you're first you're, person. Yeah. So I like I like the third person view better because then you get to see what you're, you're not even just like to see like the characters interact, but you get to see more. We found that out in the Friday the 13th game. It's pretty right. badass to be able to see you fucking grab somebody by the face and throw them in a fire. Here you only get to see your hands and shit yeah. in action. So it's kind of weird to and me. When I played it too, the graphics were not good. It looked like PlayStation One graphics almost. It was very, very bad. It they was very, a lot of it was up. very glitchy. It was freezing up a lot. My friend Sean actually, we had this argument recently about it because he loves this game. He said that they got a full overhaul with the graphics yeah, and stuff. Yeah, it's, so. it's different. It's, it's. I like, I like the game overall. Uh, I just would wish it was in be third, person third person only because yes. when you're the survivor, you're in third person. Right. But I would like to see everything as the killer because that's the cool part when you're killing people. I'm yeah, just throwing exactly. it out there. But they've they've had that's adding a lot and of they power got to so that. many yeah, they legendary. Got, they got Freddy Krueger, they got Michael Myers, they got they got Leatherface uh, Jigsaw. Leatherface yep. is on it. They uh, have some Pinhead original. Is recently. Pinhead has recently been added. Uh, recently been added, I should say. Uh, they have a bunch of the original killers even, yep. which are pretty cool. I mean, it's a good game. I enjoy it. Lots of horror stuff. Good fun to watch. Watch it on Twitch sometime if you want, or YouTube. Because uh, then you get to actually experience all the shit. Yeah. That's the nice part. Uh 
Well, Mike, that might be done for the news, but we have something that you forgot about this week because... It is time for us to give our horror movie best of 2021 and worst. Yes. Because we got to crown these awards. And how better to do it with the beautiful Hans Zimmer celebrate the Oscars music. It's the second time we've brought up the Oscars in two minutes. I know. Isn't it weird? Even though I don't think we've ever mentioned them on the show. really. No, because horror doesn't do well, except for Parasite. 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 Yeah, that was nice. Uh, so with that being said, though, we got the Oscars, we got uh, awards, we're making it feel big. Uh, we're just going to do our favorites. Now, I got to be honest, it was a weird year for me because for half of this year, I wasn't able to go see movies. And then the other half, I saw a ton of movies in the theater. And I usually love the theater experience more than anything else. And that's not saying that some great things didn't come out straight to streaming because they did. Right. And as I was reviewing all the movies that I've seen this year, and of course, you know, on the show we didn't review a ton of them because of these some of these situations, I had to go really deep in the movies I like. So, I have a winner of what I think is my best, in my opinion, is my best horror movie of 2021. However, I have some runners-up, and even in some in different categories, if you will, Mike C., well, that's good because, uh, as you know, you, you we did announce that we were going to be doing this, and I completely forgot. Yes. So, but I do have my favorite and my, my best and worst. Okay, that's fine. So, so we'll save the best and worst for last. Let me give a couple honorable mentions and different things. I got to say, you know, my, my honorable mention in what would be a thriller, if you will, is definitely going to Last Night in Soho. Uh, it's one of my front runners for one of my movies period of the year. When we do the nerdies on the three fighters podcast, it is one of them that I have up there in my nomination slot is one of my favorites of the year. It was a really good thriller. I love the hook. If you've not seen last night in Soho suggest you see it and what the fuck did I just watch? But it was awesome category. If you will, for me, I had psycho Gorman. I still need to watch that. Dude, it's Everybody's fun. saying how good it is. It Dude. does not look like it'd be my type of thing, but dude, it's such a fun movie. Like, I, I don't know if I would call it straight horror, but it's such a fun movie. Summer. And that's why I gave it the category in the here. What the fuck am I watching? But this is awesome. Because it was. It was awesome, but it was crazy. So I, I hook it up. Psycho Goreman. PG, if you will. Whatever you want to call it. It is badass. Uh, next up, I... Uh, I, I want to shout out, you know, and I had a hard place playing playing this, and we know this, so there's not really a word, but I want to give a shout out once again to Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, I know it's not really in the dark horror realm anymore, but it was such a beautiful movie to go along with the series, and that series is a horror series at the end of the day. It is tied into horror, so I just wanted to give it a shout out because I, I really do feel like it deserved its own shout out here with our best horror movies. Uh, and last but certainly not least, I had to load up because, by the way, I forgot a lot of the movies I saw this year. Uh, best streaming movies I saw: Fear Street. Yes, I'm just gonna go with the whole the whole trilogy because uh, it was all movie. one movie basically. So Fear Street was my best streamed horror movie this year, just straight to streaming. Uh, and that's not taking anything away from other some other great ones. I know somebody's gonna crucify me, but that's just these are my opinions, okay, people. And that brings us to. Uh, what we're going into with best and worst should we we're going to hand on the high note so we're going to go to worst first and since i've been doing all the talking mike c what was your worst horror movie of 2021 so this is a tough one because the the majority of the horror movies that i watched this year i really did not care much for there was a few that i really liked but the ones that were at the bottom of my list malignant certainly came to mind and i thought that that was going to be the worst movie 
of 2021 for me in, 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 as, as it comes from my head, but it's not. There was one that was worse, one and one only, and that was Spiral from the Book of Saw, the worst movie of 2021. It felt like an asylum movie that was a ripoff of, of Saw to me. So to me, that is the worst horror movie of 2021. Oh, by the way, before I give uh, my best, I want to give one more shout out because I really enjoyed it. Don't breathe too. But that was more of like an, I felt like that was more of an action thriller. I still need to see that. But there's I, a lot of I, them I, I didn't get a chance to it see. It reminded me, listen, it was less horror. Like there was some good suspense in it, but I thought that it was more like a taken movie. Yeah. So I just want to give it a shout out because I did really enjoy it. And technically it is a horror movie. So now my worst. So listen, I'm not going to be like you, Mike, because I did not hate Spiral. I didn't think it was great. I know you liked it. I didn't think it was That's great. That's one of the few that we were on Ready for this? wavelengths. I didn't think it was great, though. I just enjoyed it for what it was. Uh, once again, I equate Saw to being in that, uh, like, it's, it's, <laughs> but already here, here's the thing. I equate Saw in the same way I watch, like, you know, Final Destination. I'm there for the kills. So as long as the kills are entertaining to me, I'm like, okay, uh, the story doesn't have to fucking make sense. Because let's be honest, most of the Saw movies, the story doesn't make sense. But I, I'm just going to say it, Malignant. Dude, Malignant was, to me, the worst horror movie. After I got done watching the movie, it was one of those, fuck, I wasted my time. Oh, I felt the same way. At least there was a couple of things that were okay with the movie. Not much. Well, I was intrigued. Well, as we've talked that's about, why it was like I, was, much I was intrigued in the than... first half of the film, and then when it turned, I was like, ugh. Yeah. But like, it wasn't, the intrigue wasn't like, oh, I want to see more of this. The intrigue was like, okay, maybe there'll be a good story. And I was waiting for a payoff. And then the payoff happens, and I'm like, the payoff fucking sucked. Now, they're talking about the sequels. We, we mentioned that on, I believe, the last show. Yes. Now, here's my, my I, this just came to my mind. This is a brilliant thought on my, in my mind here. What if, what if, this was an origin story of Krang, and this is actually a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles prequel. Then I still, I still didn't like because they failed. <laughs> but anyways, with that being said, uh, also um, the short runner-up list for this movie was also Halloween Kills, just so anybody did, was curious. But I don't regret seeing Halloween Kills, as you know, when I reviewed it because I said the kills were still on point, but the movie and storyline fucking sucked. Yeah, believe it or not, that's not even in my top three worst. I mean, Malignant and, and Spiral were kind of like 1A and 1B. Um, the other one that I really didn't like, and it was on Netflix also. I think it was called like He Knows You're in the, He Knows You're Alone in the House or something like this. It was some slasher where the killer wears a mask of the victim, so the victim actually sees themselves getting killed, like getting killed by themselves. I can't remember what it was called. It was something like He Knows You're in the House, or it was something like that. It was that forgettable. It was a terrible movie that was right there with the other two, as far as I'm concerned. Well, rounding out my top three, if we're giving out our roundouts of the top three was uh, Prisoners of Ghostland. <laughs> I've never even heard of that. Oh, it was this Nick Cage movie. That's all oh, you need to know. Well. It was bad. <laughs> and I know how much you love Nick Cage. But with that being said, I gave a lot of runner-ups in different categories, so I have a best, a clean-cut best. I'll give mine first to give a little drum roll here. I, I got to put that in there. But uh, my best mo horror movie of 2021, hands down, didn't even have to think about it. Uh, last night in Soho did make a run at it. Literally, it was like my second place one. But let's be honest, there wasn't enough blood. There wasn't enough gore. But you know what had the blood, the gore, the story, and everything more for me this year? Candyman 2021 is my best really? horror movie of 2021. I, I could find no reason not to make that number one. Wow. Even though I enjoyed the, all those other movies I listed, I could not find a reason why that wasn't. I came out of that. I gave it a great review. I thought the movie was fantastic. I understand that there's some people who don't like it. That's fine. But that is my opinion. I thought that that was 
the best movie. Go back and listen to the review I did for it. I gave it a high praise. Yeah. That movie is a high-rated movie for me. So, yeah, I'm going with uh, Candyman 2021. Best right. horror film in Rich's opinion. Once again, my opinion. Because uh, some people are like, how could you say that? It's my opinion. Right. That's the best. By the way, There's Someone Inside Your House was the name of that movie. Oh, okay. couldn't remember. That's how, that's how forgettable it was. Um, all right, so I, I'm actually going to do a top three is for this as well. Okay, you got okay. a top three now. Okay. So number three, coming in at number three, and again, keep in mind, there's a lot of them that I haven't seen yet. I have not seen Don't Breathe 2. I have not seen uh, The Forever Purge. There, there was a lot. I haven't seen Last Night in Soho. Um, there's a lot of them that I haven't seen, but coming in at number three for me, believe it or not, was actually Sun which uh, is currently on Shudder, I believe. At least it was on Shudder. Okay. That's where I watched it. Uh, it stars Andy Matishak, who, of course, was the granddaughter in the Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills. Uh, that was a really good movie. I really enjoyed that. Number two, I'm also going to go the all three movies as one movie, and that would be Fear Street, which I, I didn't care much for the opening film. I got to mm -hmm. go back and watch it again. I, I wasn't a huge fan the first time I watched it, but I really enjoyed the other two a lot. I have a feeling if I go back and watch it from the beginning again, I'll like the first one even more. But that would be number two for me. And number one for me is also going to be Candyman, which I thought was amazing. It was excellent. It was a fantastic movie. Absolutely. I agree. I cannot find any things. Of course, I'm sure that everybody has their own opinions. And you know what? We like to hear those opinions as well. So remember, don't send us any hate. We're we're open to whatever you think. I had a lot of movies and different things that I want to give a shout out. And I'm sure I didn't give everything a shout out because I don't have that much time on my hands right now. But I'll tell you what, we always like to talk to you guys. We always like to chat about horror. And it's simple. If you would like to chat about horror with myself or Mike C, it's simple. You can do that. Over on our social medias, we're HorrorZone607 on Facebook. Like and share the page. We're at HorrorZone607 on Twitter and Instagram. Hashtag HZ607 whenever you're talking about the show. Of course, uh, we are also can find all the information about us at 8122productions.com. That's right. There's a link there for the Tee Public Store if you'd like to support us and buy some cool swag. There's also the link for twitch.tv slash 607podcast. There's also links to musical uh, friends of the show. And there's everybody's there, like Floodlands and Second Suitor and Shout at the Robots and so much more. We also have local sponsors there. We have friends of the show like the ODPH, all listed at 8122productions.com. There's even a link to our Patreon there. But if you would like to support us monetarily for as little as $1 a month and get a ton of extra bonus content including this show early and uncut you can do that at patreon.com slash 8122 productions with that being said Mike C if you forget any of what I just mentioned it's the links are in the liner notes to this podcast check them out and check all those great things out Mike C I do believe it's time for the horror zone trivia question you're right it is and this week is going to be the easiest Trivia question I have ever done. This is my Christmas present to you, Rich. This is my gift to you. I feel like it's going to be like, what's the dog's name? And No. Although that might be coming in the future again. We might be talking about another dog that appears in a movie. But this one... Cujo? Cujo is the answer. Yes. Yes. And Haley Mills. Oh, Haley Mills. But yeah, this one I'm serving up on a silver platter because this week we are going to be reviewing in the second half of the show... The 1951 version of A Christmas Carol called Scrooge. And so I figured let's let's keep the the theme going that we've been doing most of this year where my trivia questions go along with what we're going to be reviewing. So this week's question is, when the Cratchit family is giving their toasts around the table on Christmas, what are the famous words said by Tiny Tim? 
one more time when the Cratchit family is giving their toasts around the table on Christmas, what are the famous words said by Tiny Tim? The answer, coming up right after the break. Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Tuffy from the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Podcast, and you're listening to Rich and Mike on the Horror Zone 607 Podcast. Sing your song? I'll say we are. Yeah, let's sing it now. Okay, Simon? Okay. Okay, Theodore? Okay. Okay, Alvin? Alvin? Alvin! Welcome back to the zone. Uh, that, of course, is the greatest uh, of all the great Christmas songs, right there, the Chipmunks. That's right, damn it! <laughs> you threw me a curveball, so I love it. I had to play a little extra because it's my favorite Christmas song of all time. So much fun, so much fun. You know, I hate that the holiday season's over. We had, we, you know, at the end of the year, you got the best times. You got Halloween, and then not long after that, you know, you got Thanksgiving, and then right after that, you got the Christmas season. We've had so much fun this year. We Absolutely. Got, we got music this year, you know. Then, then right after that, you got my the, the best day of the year, my birthday in January. Right, right. And then you Scream. Know. Well, Scream comes out the day before my birthday. Right. Well, I'll be right. seeing we it. That, and then your birthday. I'll probably be seeing it Double two holiday. days before on Thursday. Then maybe I'll see it again on my birthday with you if you're if you're up for it. Yeah, we'll see. But, uh, yeah. I'm thinking wait. about it. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. This is a great, uh, busy couple months for me, but I cannot wait for it. It's right. fun times. All right. Well, before the break, we did ask this week's Horizon 607 trivia question. The question was, when the Cratchit family is giving their toasts around the table on Christmas, what are the famous words said by Tiny Tim? Rich, do you have an answer? So the, the bad part about this is I always forget the second part. Because I or I, I, mean, I might not even remember it all correctly. Even though I just watched this movie, I just think whatever. So I do remember it always being Merry Christmas to all. And I do believe it's to all a good night, but I don't know why. No. What is it? You're way off. Oh, my goodness. I thought for sure you'd get this one. No. It's God bless us, everyone. Uh, God bless us, everyone. Uh, Tiny Tim. Yeah. It's the same in every story. Bah, humbug. Ah, boo. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. You're making me do this. I hate a Christmas carol. Really? I hate everything about a Christmas carol. Oh, the only Christmas carol story. story I've ever liked was Scrooged. <laughs> with, with Bill Murray. With Bill Murray? Yeah. Oh, come on. True story. True story. Because it's a... F Listen, people get mad about this. Because they, people who love Christmas... First of all, I've never been one to love Christmas. I fucking hate Christmas time. Oh, you are I the worst. I hate Christmas time. I am, I am the Grinch. You know, I don't know why I hate Christmas time. 
because I learned at a young age that no matter how much I put in, I, I'm always getting back less. I had just shitty people who bought me shitty things. My mom spoiled me year round, but I had people who I would think and get them thoughtful gifts and I would always get something shitty in return. So it was always kind of one of those eh, times a year. And then as I got older, it just never got better. It just didn't. So I've never been, I'm a, I'm a Halloween kind of guy. And because I'm fat, I love Thanksgiving. <laughs> so it's like Thanksgiving and Halloween. I'm a fall guy. The fall guy? The fall guy, if you will. And then like Christmas. But I mean, I'm not bah humbugging enybody. That's Everybody pretty bah humbuggy. It. But you know what? I just, I just don't, it just never tied to me. I think also because it's, it's a, you know, I, as, as much as I love capitalism, I, I think that it's also because I worked retail and stuff for numerous years during this time of year. And this is when the people are the worst. That is People are rude. People are obnoxious. People are, it's, it's, it's the opposite of what the season's supposed to be. And I think that's really what drives me nuts. And let's, let's be honest. There's not really any great horror movies in Christmas. What? There's not. Oh. Name one. That's great. That's great. A great Christmas horror movie? Great. Black Christmas. Okay. That's one. Black Christmas. That's one. Gremlins. Gremlins isn't really a horror movie, but... Sure it is. It's not. Krampus has actually grown on me. Krampus is is all right. It's all right. Most of them are all right. Then again, Thanksgiving doesn't have any. Thanksgiving. There's Thanksgiving. Yeah, thanks. Thanksgiving. (laughs) Where the turkey isn't going to get stuffed. It's going to stuff you. (laughs) <laughs> home uh, Alone. Terrifying. Dude, Home Alone's fun. I give Home Alone that. But it's not a horror. Fun. It's a horror. Well, when he grew up to be Jigsaw, it was bad. Yeah, that's true. That conspiracy theory is still around. <laughs> uh, listen, it's actually uh, Home Alone 3. Actually, actually, to be to tell you the truth, I do have some favorite Christmas movies. Like, my favorite Christmas movie is How the Grinch Stole Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell you which version of it, though. You'll have to guess. I like the original a lot. That's because I grew up on yeah. the original. Yeah, me too. Uh, I also like those uh, old school claymation movies. Oh, I watch watch those, those every time they're on. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Frosty the Snowman. I watched so, those last is, night. I recorded the way, them. Re- ironically enough, there is a lot of Christmas stuff that I enjoy. I hate Christmas music. You know why? Fucking retail. I think it all goes back to me working retail. Because think about it. In the retail, I hear nothing but Christmas music. By the way, this is the first year that I haven't worked in retail. I have I have survived Whamageddon thus far. Because of not working in retail. I haven't heard that once this year Not either. once. And I've also not heard Mariah Carey's song once no, this year. I haven't either. I so, think they banned that all over the country. Well, here's the thing. I don't work in retail anymore, so I don't have to hear it. In retail, man, you hear that on fucking loop. Oh, yeah. On loop. It's just those two songs. Oh, yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. all they know how to play. Every time. Like, Whamageddon, I would lose instantly when I walked in the store. Not to be confused with Llamageddon. No. Llamageddon's great. By the way, llamas <laughs> are kind of like in the Christmas season, so I guess yeah, I like they llamas are. too. They are. Well, let's talk about a Christmas movie. That some could argue horror not or not, but I will say that I there was some pretty horror filled spots in this movie, so we'll talk about it. Uh, well, Mike picked it anyway, so that's why we're talking about it. Scrooge, that's right, Scrooge, but not Scrooged. No, Scrooge. This was originally released on November twenty second, nineteen fifty one, at the Odeon Marble Arch, and then it was released on November twenty eighth, nineteen fifty one, in New York. So that's this U.S. date. Of course, Odeon Marble Arch is in England because this movie is from the United Kingdom. It's 87, 87 minutes long, uh, produced by George Minter Productions and distributed by Renown Pictures. Uh, it was, uh, of course, based on The Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. Uh, the screenplay for this movie was by, done by Noel Langley, and it was directed by Brian Desmond Hurst. It was also produced by Brian Desmond Hurst. It was narrated by Peter Bull. Because remember, there's narration in this movie. The cinematography was C.M. Pennington Richards, edited by Clive Donner, and music by Richard Andensall. And it stars Alistair Sim, Mervyn Johns, 
Hermione. Hermione, thank you. Badly. Is it badly? 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 Jake Warner, Kathleen Harrison, Michael Horden, Hordern, sorry, and George Cole. Thank you. A bunch of people that are no longer alive. Yes. Including Alistair Sim. Yes, he died before I was born. Yes. That's a long time ago. Anyways, with that being said, Mike C., I don't think we have to give a synopsis for this film. No, I think everybody it's knows this. It's, uh, it's, a, it's, it's like a, Beauty and the Beast. It's a way, tale as old as time. I will say this. Christmas Carol is almost the perfect. This this is what I will quote for it. It's almost the perfect three-act film. Because it's built as a three-act film. Yeah. It's actually a four-act film if you really think about it. Because there's like an intro. So you meet Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah. You find out he's a dickhead. Then the first act, put it. the first act, because like the first act with conflict is is kind of to deal with that because then you build in you know to the ghost of Christmas past, right? Then you have the ghost of Christmas present, and then that's the second act is the ghost of Christmas present. Third act is the ghost of Christmas uh, future, and of course that goes into the resolution. Yeah, because think about it, it really gets fucked up when you get to the ghost of Christmas future. He's always that's always the fucked up portion of the. That's movie. really scary. Of course it is. It's supposed to be. It's meant to be. Uh, so let's talk about it. Of course, Alistair Sim plays Ebenezer Scrooge in this. And if you look at him, he looks like a Scrooge. <clears throat> yes. He's a perfect character for this. Uh, Michael Hordern plays Jacob Marley, of course, the deceased business partner of one Alistair or of, of one Ebenezer, Ebenezer Scrooge. Scrooge. I, I said his real name, by the way. <laughs> I love also, by the way, George Cole also plays Ebenezer Scrooge in, as well in this movie because obviously he plays the younger version of one Ebenezer Scrooge. Yes. Uh, of course, Bob Cratchit is played by Marvin Jones when we were talking about it earlier. That's to put a name to it. Uh, Kathleen Harrison plays Mrs. Dilber. And uh, Patrick McNee plays young Jacob Marley because, once again, we have to have a young version. And uh, Mrs. Cratchit is played by Harmony Badly. Thank you for correcting me on the name. And uh, Tiny Tim was played by Glenn Dearman. Glenn Dearman played Tiny Tim. God bless us, everyone. God bless us, everyone. Now that I remember, now that I know that one, I watched this movie this week too, and I still didn't serve it up on a silver platter for you. Yeah, I told you, it's always the easy ones I miss. Think about it; I always get the hard ones. That's true. Always get the hard ones. With that being said, uh, like I said, let's just jump into the good, the bad, the ugly of this film. Uh, I'm going to say we start with the negatives because I think the positives outweigh the negatives. I'll say that, even though I'm not a huge fan of uh, Christmas and Christmas movies, Uh, my negatives of this film. Well, it's a little dated, obviously. It's from 1951. I, I enjoyed that a little bit, but it's it's still a little dated. Uh, it's it, it, at times not the, the PCs for the 2021s, which is okay. I'm not mad about it. I'm just saying. Uh, please don't cancel Scrooge 1951, please. I mean, the story is 177 years old this year. So yes, yes. <laughs> so uh, with that being said, uh, really honestly, that's all I got for bad. Um, so in terms of it being dated, I think that actually helps this movie. The fact that it's in black and white, this movie feels like it's 177 years old. Just the way it looks, the way it's shot, the yeah, way it, you know, but they also but, did that weird fucking we're in present day kind of stuff. I didn't think so at all. Like the, you could tell the, it like for the time it was shot very like, like probably state of the art for its time. I didn't think so at all. I thought that the set so. pieces and the, the, like the clothes that they were wearing and everything looked very much I mean, like it, a 1840s. It, it looked like the piece, but at the same point in juncture, I'm saying like the shooting of the movie, the physical way it looked, looked like it was probably state of the art for 1951. I don't know. To me, it feels like this movie was shot like in the 1920s, 1930s. Like that's how it looks to me. Uh, in terms of the bad, the only thing that I will say about this is there are other, obviously there's, there's, 
numerous, numerous versions of this movie that are out there. Um, the 1984 version with uh, George C. Scott is a lot of people's favorite version of it. That's my second favorite. Um, all the other versions that I've ever seen, there's actually more of the story that's included. This one, it kind of cuts some things out, and I don't know why that is. I don't know if it was just time constraints or budget, or they just didn't feel like they it They wanted belonged. to get to the good shit. I guess that's what it was. It was, you know, it's little things, because it is, when you're watching them, the segments can be a little bit long, uh, if you've seen certain versions of it. Um, so maybe it was more just for time constraints. I'm not sure, but that's really the only thing, and it's not really a complaint. It's just, you know, it helps it it helps the pace of the movie, I guess. But that's really the only thing that I that's noticeably missing for me is there there are scenes that you would see in all the other ones that you don't see in this one. They're just kind of cut short. So really, that's the only thing that I could say that I no I, I don't even dislike. But I'm sure you'll go gushing over things. But I I'm just gonna jump right in and say my only I only have one only one real positive because let's be honest, this is a movie that's been done a million and a half times. It's a story that's been told a million and a half times. It is all over the fucking place. But what this one has going for it that others don't have going for it, that's why it's a positive. Because I don't, I think they tell the story just fine. I mean, you, like you said, you, they, you think they missed some bots out. I think they got to shit quicker, which is nice. It's nice, tight bow. I mean, it's only, it's only what, I said 87 minutes long. Yeah. That's, that's pretty nice and to the point because I've seen some drag on. This did not you know drag what drags on. on is the, the Disney one from a few years oh, back with yeah, Jim that Carrey. Was, yeah, that that was, one feels like you're watching forever. it for about four hours. But uh, it's well done, but. But the one positive. Because like I said, I, I don't have a negative except for what I said about what I said. But the one positive of this movie that I can say is that this one really gets the ghost of Christmas future. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like this one is actually becomes, and I guess this is why you picked it for this. It actually kind of becomes a horror film in the third act. <laughs> it really does. Like up to the third act, it's 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 normal, basic, you know, Christmas Carol. I mean, you have, you know, Ebenezer Scrooge, real cocksucker. You know, it shows how he became that way. You know, when you get Ghost of Christmas Past, you really get to see how he became that way because his business partner and mentor, Jacob Marley, was a real piece of shit. You know what I mean? Of course, we find out he's a real piece of shit when he shows up, which is kind of actually him and his own. The ghost of Jacob Marley looks kind of fucking it's terrifying. wretched and, and, and crazy, too. So yeah. I guess that's kind of I wouldn't say terrifying, but he definitely looks way like in a lot of these. He looks a little cartoonish, if you will. You know what I mean? The only other one where they get like you feel like he's dead is Scrooge, the Bill Murray one. Yeah. Because, you know, his fingers falling off and drinks and shit. And it's Jack Palance. So, you know, he looks like a fucking dead man anyways. <laughs> I'm being serious. He's looked like a dead man since his whole career. Anyways. <laughs> so, like, like you would get to this movie, though. And like, so that is pretty, I want to say terrifying, but I still think it's they got it. He looks like a dead man. And, and you know, he, you can tell that he's tortured, if you will. And then you get like Scrooge still being like, fuck you. Then you get the Ghost of Christmas Pass, which the Ghost of Christmas Pass always is like, I want to say is always like the comedian of the group for some reason. If you ever notice that in no matter which version, the Ghost of Christmas Pass seems to always be kind of like the comedy act, if you will, a little bit more than other people. Even I don't though feel you, like that in this one. I feel like maybe if any of them, the, the Ghost of Christmas Present does. Yeah, a little bit. He's very jolly. And yeah, that's true. But this one, I still got a little bit of humor in the other one. I don't know. I just, I guess I find morbid shit funny anyways. <laughs> and then like, and then in this one you have once again, but still my point of the matter is still pretty joyous, even though you're dealing with some heavier shit. Then Ghost, Ghost of Christmas Present comes along once again, still kind of joyous, you know, like you're dealing with heavy stuff. You're dealing with like this guy's personal life and how people feel about him and all that stuff that's created by his world. Right. So you're like, okay, it's kind of shitty to your past. Your present's kind of shitty. You really have nothing to live for. It's kind of at this point, you, could, you wonder why it's not just a wonderful life. 
<laughs> jump yeah. it off the bridge or whatever, you know. But then, and by the way, Ebenezer Scrooge holds to his guns even after being faced with all this shit. Yeah. But once again, the two ghosts, if you want to call them that, are very joyous and, you know, kind of, hey. And then you get to the ghost of Christmas future. <laughs> and this dude is like the Grim Reaper. <laughs> yeah. He is very much like the Grim Reaper. Very much cold, calculated, fucking like, oh, man. it was. It, it, I was like, okay, I'm in. This guy's terrifying. And this is probably the most terrifying because uh, I don't find the one in Scrooge terrifying at all. Because it's got like the video face yeah, and stuff like a TV, and yeah. whatever. I find it more of a comedy <laughs> with some dark elements to it. If you want to, but this Ghost of Christmas Future, right on point, terrifying. So yeah. that's my biggest positive. I think the Ghost of Christmas Future is badass in this. Right. So you know, for me, Alistair Sim, first of all, of all the different variations of Scrooge, all the different people that played him. Yes, George C. Scott is good, and there's other people that have played it well. Alistair Sim was such a great actor. He plays this, in my opinion, better than anybody has. I wish the professor was here because we argue about this. He insists that the that uh, George C. Scott was better, but I just think Alistair Sim was all in in this movie. The way he acts, uh, in terms of horror, I think that Jacob Marley that Whoa. scene scared would, me when I was a child, and it still does. I would argue that he's not. I would argue Bill Murray's the greatest, <laughs> based upon the fact none of the other guys ever wanted to staple uh, reindeer horns to a mouse. That's true. That's I'm just true. It out he was there. he was willing to do that. But, you know, Alistair Sim is just, he's so good in this. And again, Jacob Marley, that scene to me is horrifying. The sound, if you watch that with surround sound, it's its loud. That It hits you, and it hits you hard. Um, that's thats really scary. The other, you know, uh, past and present, not so much. They're just kind of showing him what's going on and kind of wising him up. Ghost of Christmas Future, you know, I agree. He is like the Grim Reaper, and that's what it's intended to be like. Um, you know, terrifying. Uh, the fact that this movie was filmed in the early 1950s, and and because I do love the set pieces so much and the 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 you know what they're dressed in and everything, I think it really adds to this film and the atmosphere of it. It's very dark. It's very very atmospheric, um, very creepy, very creepy setting. I think that they nail it. The the music that's playing is really creepy. The score is creepy. Even when they play some uh, Christmas music. You know, it's Christmas music in the 1950s was much better than what we get nowadays in terms of music. Um, and it fits in this movie. So all around, I think that this uh, this is the most well done version of this movie of them all. I will argue that until I'm blue in the face that I'll, that's a hill that I will go to die on because th this one is my favorite. It always has been. It's a, a Christmas tradition for me to watch this movie every year. Um, used to watch it with my dad every year. Now my dad's kind of struggling in life. Uh, he's He's got Alzheimer's, and he's having a hard time focusing on these things. So it's hard for him to watch this and, and to really pay attention to it anymore. But it was something that he got me watching. So I tried, he tried to make me watch this when I was about five years old. I still remember him calling me out of bed late at night and you know near Christmas. And it might have been a Christmas Eve for all I know. And I just ran back to my room. This movie terrified me as a kid. And there are still things that do scare me to this day. So. So anybody that hasn't seen this version of it, if you do like the story of A Christmas Carol and you're looking for a new version to watch it, this is the one that I would recommend over all of the rest. Again, 1951, it's actually called Scrooge, not A Christmas Carol, but it's the same story. Go out and see it. Let us know what you think about it. I'm very anxious to see if everybody else likes this as much as I do, but this is one of my all-time favorites. Well, let's go around the internet and find out what the internet said, shall we? Uh, Letterboxd, 3.8 out of 5. IMDb, 8.1 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, 85%. And, of course, the Google users liked it, 94% of them. 
So all I mean, great scores. All very good scores. You know, I'm not going to disagree with most of them. I'm just going to give it a flat out eight out of ten. I mean, I'm not a. I'm not a. It like it is a very good version from all the other versions I've ever seen, but. Like I said, it's it's a it's a tale that's old. It's been done a million times. This is the best one out of all of them. I give it eight out of ten. Why right. not? So for me, I mean, just because there's no such thing as a perfect movie, because there are some things that they cut out of the story. I guess if if I'm like I said, gonna give it any kind of a a criticism, it's you know why did they do that? Um, so for me, this movie to me is a nine point five out of ten. This is one of my all time favorite movies in general. It's this is a classic, an absolute classic. It's a chiller. This is a must-see every Christmas season. No, fair enough. Fair enough. If you've seen the 1951 classic Scrooge, uh, what do you think about it? What are your thoughts? What are your favorite Christmas Carol movies? I already told you, it's mine's Scrooge from the 1980s. I wouldn't even give that an eight out of ten, but it still like it because it's just fun <laughs> and funny, and it has the Rockettes, and it has Bob Cat Colwith in it, and it has. You know, like I said Jack Palance is. It's not Jack Palance. It's not. Who no, is it? it looks, looks like, like Jack Palance. It looks like him. I can't remember who it is. Anyways, it was a legendary actor, but I can't remember. And I've already closed my laptop. Well, there you go. Jack Palance is what he looks like. So Jack Palance just looks like death. I think that enough. I don't said. know why I feel like it's Richard Burton. But it could be. It could be. We'll look it up later. But anyways, with that being said, it's not important. It's no, not. It's, it's not, not important. But with that being said, tell us how you think about it. Hit us up on the social medias horrorzone 607 on facebook like and share the page at horrorzone 607 on twitter and instagram hashtag hc607 whenever talking about show for all other information go to 8122productions.com check out everything that's there and you get more information on everything else and of course last but certainly not least if you forget any of those links they're all in the liner notes for this podcast with that mike c you can take these fine folks home all right, thanks, Rich. I do hope you know we we do obviously have another show recorded for next week, but and we say our Merry Christmases and everything. But because it's the last time I'm going to see you until after the New Year, I do hope you have a very nice Christmas. I hope you have a very nice New Year's. Enjoy the holidays with your family. And I'm going to say to you, Bah Humbug. You would say that. Nah, I'm joking. You I, would say that. I'm saying I hope you and your family also have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And everybody else listening uh, has as, as well, because you guys are going to hear it on recording, because we wish you that next week as well. But uh, <laughs> uh, this is the last time it's going to be live. Everything else has been recorded. But I still hope you guys enjoy Scream 1996 and Scream 2 from 1997, which will be coming to you on Christmas week and New Year's week, respectively. So you have something to do uh, in between uh, talking to your family or on your travels. So it'll be a nice time to have with us and see what we think as we kick off Stabathon leading up to Scream 2022. Uh, there you go, Mike C. All right. All right, well, we hope you guys are going to enjoy the shows. The answer, uh, by the way, was John Forsyth that played him. So I, was I would have never They mentioned Richard that. Burton in the movie. I think that's right. I just want to I just want to point out, I would have never guessed that. He looks like Jack Palance when they he have him made up like that. He really so does. So I, I, I get a pass there. <laughs> I'll Bob, give you that. And Bobcat is in the movie. As Bobcat is fact, definitely in the movie. As a matter of fact, he puts a, a shotgun to someone's head. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, then, and then ties people up. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. We'll have to review that next year. <laughs> I think I think we should just for that fact, because that is a great scene when he's tying everybody up in the booth. <laughs> he's like, don't turn that shit off. And he's he shoots a hole into one of the boards. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's I'm like, and then, and, then, and then Bill Murray's character looks up. He's like, is everything all right? And he's like, sorry. People, he's like, if you get out of line, there's going to be more damage. <laughs> like, it's so great. You got to mind you, he was there to kill him originally. Yeah. And somehow they became friends. They became buddies very quickly. <laughs> but that's for next season. 
We will maybe do that next year. You never know. We might as well. We maybe might we'll, as well. I'll, I think I'll put it on the docket because it's kind of a fun. We'll movie. do a version of of a Christmas Carol every year. Every year, why not? Then you're making me watch one tradition. every year. Fuck it, why not? There's Let's plenty of them. Let's go. They can get us through the next decade and a half. So. All right, so, uh, so yeah, everybody out there, enjoy your holidays. We do hope you have the best of Christmases or Kwanzaa or whatever it is that you celebrate. Have fun, be safe, be healthy, love one another. Until we meet again in the new year, for Rich, I'm Spooky Mike saying, see ya.